Our scripture is from Acts chapter 3, verses 12 through 26. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people, You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified the servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what was foretold through all the prophets, that the Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, so that the time of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that God may send the Messiah appointed for you, that is, Jesus, who must remain in heaven until the time of universal restoration that God announced long ago through the holy prophets. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you from your own people a prophet like me. You must listen to whatever he tells you, and it will be that everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be utterly rooted out of the people. And all the prophets, as many as have spoken, from Samuel and those after him, also predicted these days. You are the descendants of the prophets and of the covenant that God gave to your ancestors, saying to Abraham, And in your descendants all the families of the earth shall be blessed. When God raised up the servant, God sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. These are our sacred stories. Thanks be to God. She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. For wherever two or more are gathered in my name, I am there among them in their midst. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health and the presence of all of you. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God.
And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God. Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What is Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo, doff thy name, and for that name which is no part of thee, take all myself. I take thee at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth, I never will be Romeo. What's in a name? What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Yes, yes, because then there would be a new name which would evoke rose. It's not the name but what the name conveys, what it brings to mind. It's what the name means. Names matter. How names are used, how they are abused, it matters. It matters because it's about more than the name. The various writers of the Second Testament are focused on Jesus's name, but what are they trying to tell us? First, it's probably important to note that Jesus's name isn't really Jesus. Jesus is the English transliteration of the Greek transliteration of the Hebrew name Joshua, which is really Yeshua. I know what you're thinking. If Jesus is really Joshua, then why is it written Joshua in the First Testament and Jesus in the Second Testament? And it's a great question, but you're in luck because I know the answer. When the First Testament was translated into English, they transliterated the Hebrew word name, Yeshua, into Joshua. And Yeshua became Joshua because English doesn't have a letter that makes that sound very well. So, Yeshua to Joshua. But in the 16th century, when they were translating the Second Testament into English, they went from the Greek. So they transliterated what the Greek word had become. So they transliterated into English the Greek, which was a transliteration of the Hebrew, and they ended up with Jesus. Does that make sense? <laughs> so yeah, it's because they went from Greek. Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus, means God rescues. Yeshua is a connection between the names Yahweh and the verb Shua, the name Yahweh for God, of course, and Shua meaning to save, to rescue, um, to keep alive is kind of the bigger meaning. So Joshua and Jesus mean God, Yahweh, God rescues. Jesus has become the name of Yeshua, Mary's boy. Jesus is the name that conveys, that evokes, that inspires, that brings to mind so much more than just the name. I did not quote every passage in the Second Testament about the name of Jesus. There are many more. 
But what are the various writers of the Second Testament really urging us to do when they suggest that we pray, are baptized, heal in the name of Jesus? What do they mean when they urge us to call on the name of Jesus? It must be more than the name. It must be. Jesus' name has been mispronounced for centuries. But if you call a rose something else, it will smell just as sweet. We can call Yeshua Jesus because we're evoking the rabbi, prophet, Christ, who lived and taught and worked and died for an alternative kingdom, a kingdom of justice and peace. To act in Jesus's name is to evoke the way of Jesus. We know that to do something in someone's name is a way of honoring, a way of remembering, a way of embodying the essence of the person. It seems to me that that's what's going on here. It seems to me that we're being encouraged again and again to call on, rely on, baptize, love, heal in the name of Jesus because we're being encouraged to take on Jesus's way of being in the world, his mission. When Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor and has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him and they began to say to them, and he began to say to them, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus makes his liberating mission clear. That we act in his name means that we take on this mission. We live and love and work for justice. When I think of names, I can't help but think of another quote. It's from the Crucible, when John Proctor refuses to sign his name to the false testimony of witchcraft. He says, because it is my name, because I cannot have another in my life, because I lie and sign myself to lies, because I'm not worth the dust of the feet of them that hang. How may I live without my name? I've given you my soul, leave me my name. It's about more than his name. It's about integrity. To reduce the passages about Jesus's name to simply the use of the name Jesus in a prayer is to lose the integrity of the name of Jesus. So many invoke the name of Jesus to propagate hate against LGBTQ plus people, immigrants and refugees and anyone else they've decided is a sinner or unwelcome. So many invoke the name of Jesus to support ideas of Christian nationalism. So many invoke the name of Jesus to justify themselves in behavior that is completely disconnected from Jesus's mission and ministry. Surely such abuses of Jesus's name are blasphemy. Names matter. Jesus's name matters. Integrity matters.
We cannot just add Jesus's name to our wish lists or our hatred or our ideas about the ways the world should be. I think the Bible is suggesting that we use Jesus's name as a way to embody his way of life. And to do this, we need not actually even say his name. We can embody Jesus's love, his welcome, his justice. There are names we do need to say. Say her name and say their names. Our movements to say the names of black people who've been the victims of violence so often police violence. Saying names helps us understand that real people are being slaughtered. We must say names. Names like Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, Sandra Bland, Dante Wright. We must say their names to bring awareness, to remember and honor, and to inspire ourselves and each other to change. There are names to say, names we must say, systems and policies we must change. And for Christians, there's a name to embody. Embodying the name of Jesus, we work for God's rescue. We seek to be anti-racist. We work for justice. We welcome, we love. In the name of Jesus, we live into his mission and ministry. In the name of Jesus, we seek to embody the way of Jesus, the behavior of Jesus, the passion of Jesus for a realm free of oppression. In the name of Jesus, we work for freedom, for recovery, for release, for good news. Seeking to follow in the way of Jesus, we say her name. We say their names. We commit ourselves and each other again and again to justice. We are invited to communion this Sunday. Our communion table stretches around the world and it is a place of welcome for each one of you. You, no matter where you are and no matter who you are, you are welcome. Jesus, at that first communion, when he was gathered with his followers, he asked them to remember. And we, on this day, we remember Jesus. We embody his life and love. All are welcome. In the name of Jesus, amen.